There we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Staking Mondays, brought to you by Staking Rewards. The Staking Mondays series is designed to share specific knowledge from the staking industry leaders within our community. Learn more about passive income opportunities that exist and how these ecosystems interact with one another to achieve greater mass adoption. Now you can head over to stakingrewards.com and learn more about our website where we are the leading data provider for all staking and crypto growth tools. We're currently tracking over 218 yield bearing assets with an average reward rate of 14.95% and over 11,000 qualified providers. Quite exciting stuff, guys. Make sure to head over to stakingrewards.com. I'm Ken Garofalo, the listing manager here at Staking Rewards. And today we have a wonderful guest with us today, joining all the way from Seoul, South Korea. Welcome, Do Kwan, founder and CEO of Terraform Labs. How are you doing, Do? Hey, Ken. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And it is really special to have you on. Uh, of course, we're going to talk a little bit about Terra Money, the programmable money for the internet, Mira Finance, assets reflected on the blockchain. Anchor protocol that allows Terra stablecoin deposits to earn a stable yield. And of course, these Terra stablecoins that offer instant settlement, low fees, and seamless cross-border cross exchange. So, Doe, do you want to just give us a brief intro quickly to what Terra Money is, what Terraform Labs is, and uh, any current ecosystem updates that you have for us? Sure. So, um, you know, Terra builds a set of decentralized stablecoins that, um, and it also has an ecosystem of rich applications around it that make money easier to spend uh, and more attractive to hold. So to that end, uh, we have applications such as Mirror Protocol, which allows uh, users to easily buy into any asset class in the world through synthetic you know, stocks, commodities, and uh, ETFs. Uh, Anchor Protocol, which gives you a stable risk-free yield on uh, the stable coins that you deposit and uh, in the background gets propagated through lending markets. And, um, the, and then we also have a number of different projects that work anywhere between uh, you know, dynamic ETFs and WR Protocol, decentralized insurance through Ozone, and um, you know, uh, principle-free giving through Pylon Protocol. So we do lots of things that make life easier uh, with uh, decentralized stablecoins. Very cool. And yeah, everyone watching, guys can head over to uh, Terra.money to learn more about what Terra has going on. And so we're going to break into some questions here. I will note there's going to be an audience audience question to finish us off. And the audience question is going to be awarded uh, 50 hearts. It's our loyalty token on staking rewards. So pay attention, guys. When we tweet out uh, asking for audience questions before we go into these Staking Monday episodes, you're going to have a chance to, to win hearts tokens for asking a quality question. Also to note, uh, we are now on Spotify as well. So if you guys listen to podcasts, feel free to check Staking Rewards out on Spotify. So Doe, let's get right into it now. Uh, so we're really going to focus these questions around mass adoption since Terra itself seems to be focused around mass adoption as well. So what needs to happen in your opinion to get 1 billion plus people into crypto? Yeah, so um, I, I think crypto can borrow the ideas of uh, how a lot of developing countries first stand up their uh, currencies. In the beginning, uh, when new economies are being stood up, there's a lot of, you know, uh, shall we say, dollarization going on. So before, like an independent currency has, um, you know, the legs to stand on its own, people generally tend to use foreign currencies like the U.S. dollar or the euro uh, more widely in those countries than local fiat. But in the beginning, uh, when inflation rate is high, FX volatility is high, generally there's one application 
that uh, gets used widely in the country to almost universal access. And if you think about bringing a billion people into crypto, right? There's there's just a very few financial applications that gets used by that many. It really, it's just the one thing, it's the commercial banking account, right? There aren't a billion people that are trading equities. There aren't a billion people in ETFs. There aren't a billion people using asset managers. There's just the one thing and it's the savings account. So um, the reason why this is important is because, um, you know, of course, like one component of yield that is, is that it needs to be high, it needs to be attractive, but most people that use financial applications don't have the correct tools or the understanding nor the time to be able to assess risk, to learn, you know, the bespoke rules of how to engage in a yield farm or different things like that. And they, they definitely don't have the peace of mind to be able to rebalance their positions. But I think the one thing that really matters is can you create uh, sort of a deposit account, a savings protocol, if you will, on top of blockchains that offers more attractive and more stable yields than what you could find in commercial banks? And can you abstract away all the difficulties of what it takes to participate in a yield farm in DeFi? So if you combine both of those components together, like number one, attractive high yield, that is number two, super easy to use. I think that's gonna be the killer use case for crypto that's going to draw billions of people into using you know, crypto banks rather than you know, things like Wells Fargo. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. And I think the shirt you're wearing kind of preludes into uh, an application that might try to you know, bring on the first billion people into crypto. So uh, very exciting there. Great answer. Um, so in regards to CBDCs, do you think there's going to be a showdown between privatized CBDCs and public blockchains with their native assets to win this final battle for the mainstream adoption? Yeah, so I mean, I. I, I think to some extent, there's going to be a lot of, you know, positive changes that's going to come about when CBDCs start to roll out. And I think uh, the, the main component of this is going to be uh, programmability. So a lot of paper ledger based systems, most, most fiat is based on uh, paper ledgers. It's very difficult to build on or use. So for example, like if you wanted to build something based on dollar rails, ultimately you need to build something based on legacy providers and systems that don't play very nicely with things that are meant to be open APIs or, or program, programmable APIs, which means that there's a lot of rent extraction uh, whenever you're trying to build something on, on, based on top of legacy payment systems, uh, which makes it expensive, slow, and innovation resistant. Um, I think once CBDCs roll out, one of the most exciting components of this is that it's going to become a lot easier to build on. So based on you know like a fiat US dollar, it'll be much easier uh, to build the next strike, for instance, than what it, what it used to look like in, I don't know, like 2010, right? Uh, but I, I think what CBDCs won't do is I don't think it's going to start to scale down the rules that it's been, that, that sort of governs fiat currencies. It's going to have the same KYC ML regulations. It's going to have, you know, uh, the same, shall we say, brute force printing. It's going to have the same monetary policies. And once you have those things, it's really hard to build decentralized applications based on centralized monies. And sort of the one of the core components, uh, core theses that we have at Terra is that decentralized applications deserve decentralized monies. Because if it's built on centralized monies, uh, essentially every single DeFi application is going to be held hostage to whoever has regulatory authority over the centralized issuers. Yeah, that's great perspective there. So you really think that there's going to be still a separation between the programmable decentralized money that exists within these dApps and then this controlled, centrally controlled CBDC. So yeah, really interesting to see what happens in the next few years there. I'm sure more countries are going to start issuing CBDCs and we'll see how it competes with uh, a decentralized currency. Uh, in regards to user behavior, uh, 
Do you think the user themselves needs to adapt or do we just need to build the right UX to reach this mainstream adoption? Yeah, so um, basically I think a lot of centralized applications, it's 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 not gonna be too much difference uh, whether you use CBDCs or a decentralized currency like Terra, I think it's going to be pretty much the same thing. Uh, what I main maintain though is that there's going to be a bunch of decentralized applications that simply can't exist on centralized currencies. So I think once you have these things, so for example, for something like Anchor, I, I contend that it's very hard to build this on top of CBDCs because if you had an independent monetary policy that is separate from the federal funds rate, uh, that's something that, you know, um, you know, sort of central banks will find it very hard to tolerate based on centralized currencies. Because if Anchor is offering 20% yield on a CBDC and the Federal Reserve has no control over the Anchor rate, then in that case, it basically puts to shame, uh, you know, commercial banking rates. And it means that central banks essentially lose control over their one prize possession, which is the ability to print money by sort of gauging the monetary levers based on their political rights. Um, so I think for applications that require sovereignty uh, in the hands of a decentralized community, I think it absolutely needs to be built on decentralized ones and uh, not the, you know, the Fed coin, if you will. <laughs> not the Fed coin. Yeah. <clears throat> and you, you mentioned earlier, just people chasing the arbitrage, arbitraging uh, staking yields or yield, right? So if the Fed offered a certain interest rate and Anchor was offering a 20% rate, that's where all your deposits would flow to logically. Right. So I could see it competing there and definitely being an issue, an issue with the centralized bodies uh, controlling those currencies. Uh, but in regards to this mainstream adoption topic, do you think it is required? I know you mentioned you started off the chat, you know, laying down some stats that not even a billion people trade equities. Right. So is mainstream adoption required for crypto to be successful? I don't think so. I, I mean, I so. Right now, uh, it's as if you know, like there's, you know, billions and billions of dollars that are flowing through cryptocurrencies and DeFi. Uh, but if you adjust for the number of users, there's probably less than a million people that use DeFi today. Uh, and for most people that are actually interacting with cryptocurrency, most of it is for price speculation, right? But even, even with this, you have created like a huge liquidity and a huge market and a huge developer base to make this an attractive tool for asset management, right? Um, but, I think there's varying, varying degrees of success, right? So right now, uh, crypto it has proven itself to be uh, a very interesting macro asset. And uh, it, it has proven itself capable of building out a lot of different applications for asset management. But I feel like, um, you know, like a, a greater degree of success here is going to be something that solves pain points for retail finance. And uh, I think we have a really good shot of getting there. Yeah. And the more pain points that can be solved, the more useful it becomes, the more users, you know, get onboarded. And I just want to say a, a big thank you to all the lunatics joining us here and making comments in the chat. Uh, they seem to really love your shirt, though. So uh, hello, guys and uh, girls and make some comments in the chat. We'll be sure to uh, read those later um, for the next question here. What ways can people earn passive income and staking rewards in the Terra ecosystem since there is you know, a lot of different moving pieces here, a lot of different components, a lot of applications. If you could just break down all the different ways you should, you suggest people to earn yield uh, within the ecosystem. Sure. So the simplest way to do this is uh, you can use Anchor Protocol. So it exists in its own app at anchorprotocol.com. It's also embedded into a lot of applications like, um, like um, 
what's that sale platform in the US where they sell coins? Coinlist? Yeah. Coinlist, it's yep. like available on, yeah, on places like Coinlist and a few other places. Um, but the value proposition is really simple. So if you keep pair USD stable coins uh, through Anchor, it's going to give you around 20% yield annually. Um, it also allows you to earn yield on things like USDT, DAI, and USDC through an Ethereum side integration through Orion.money. So basically, across multiple different blockchains using your favorite stablecoins, you can earn a stable yield. Uh, a second way of earning uh, yield in the in, in, in the Terra system is through using uh, Mirror Protocol. So if you provide liquidity for some of the most popular equities and ETFs and commodities, you can earn anywhere between 30 to 70% uh, yield on, on providing this. And um, the main benefit is that unlike most other uh, liquidity pools in crypto, if you provide um, LP on uh, mirrored assets, the price fluctuation is going to be much lower because these are very large cap assets like Apple or Tesla. So uh, you don't really have situations where impermanent loss gets out of hand. So it's, a, it's a, once again, a stable shield on something that is relatively low, low risk. Uh, you can also compose Anchor and Mirror together. So you can provide uh, you know, AUST, which is a proof of deposit in the Anchor system as a collateral in Mirror to be earning a 20% on your stable coins, while at the same time, on top of that, earning a 32, 70% uh, yield on your mirrored assets. So that's that's really good. Um, there's about uh, you know dozens of different protocols that are being built on top of Terra. So like an easy way of um, participating in this is to stake Luna on the Terra blockchain, in which case you get weekly airdrops of MIR tokens, uh, ANC, um, and uh, Pylon, and, and so on and so forth. So uh, there's a interesting ecosystem map available at terra.smartstake.io where you can check out uh, sort of the APRs that you're getting from all the different yield opportunities in, uh, on Terra, as well as the airdrop schedules for each of the individual projects. Very important link there. Everyone watching, uh, what is that link again, though? Go ahead. Terra.smartstake.io. Terra.smartstake.io. Everyone should go over there and check out the different yield opportunities because there are so many. And to here, you can even earn yield for providing liquidity into mirrored assets representing real world stocks. I mean, that's, that's truly remarkable to hear. Um, for everyone watching as well, you can go over to Staking Rewards. You can check out the Mirror Protocol asset page, the Luna asset page, and the Anchor asset page, as well as the uh, Stablecoin asset page for UST as well. So a lot of information on stakingrewards.com for everything that exists within the Terra ecosystem. Uh, now we do have the community question. The winner of this community question is 0XTB Dragon. Congratulations, we have gone ahead and deposited 50 hearts, this is the Staking Rewards loyalty token, into your Staking Rewards account. And the question is, what are some new upcoming innovations from Terra coming down the pipeline in the future? Yeah, um, so we've recently, uh, you know, uh, started work on something called Prism. So, and of course, like we do have the well-announced uh, protocols like Nebula and uh, Ozone coming up. But uh, what's kind of interesting about Prism is that it's uh, it's in the domain of interest swaps. So how it works is, um, you know, in DeFi, uh, generally there's a there's a there aren't that many ways in which you can trade interest. So which is why uh, you sometimes have yield farms that offer you twenty thousand uh, percent APR. But at the same time, in exchange for taking, giving you ridiculous yield, it forces you to take a ridiculous amount of risk uh, in, 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 in providing the initial liquidity, 
right? For example, if you're providing liquidity for the pickle coin, I actually don't know if this is a coin that actually exists. Let's call it the French, French fry coin. Then in that case, if you provide liquidity, you don't know whether you're going to get rugged because the smart contract could be hacked. But mo more importantly, you have to take on uh, incredible amount of beta, uh, a, a, a month risk uh, by, by providing liquidity to French fry coin, like the devs could sell all their tokens and other things could happen, right? Which is why there's incredible risk while at the same time, there's really high APR. But if there's a way in, in which you can split this, whereby you only have to speculate on the principle or you speculate on the yield, then it, it, it allows DeFi to become much, much more efficient. So for example, if you provide uh, Luna into the Prism smart contract, it gives you two tokens. So essentially two deriv derivatives. One of them is the P token, which allows you to speculate only on the principal value change of Luna. And the second coin, which is the Y token, which guarantees you physical delivery of all the yield and the airdrops that are coming to the Luna token. So for example, if you only want to speculate on the price changes of Luna, you can use Prism to create uh, you know, P tokens, a Y token, sell the Y token so that you can get additional price exposure to the Luna token, but you forgo all the yield and the airdrops. If you want to speculate on just the yield, there's a way to do that too, by doing the opposite. So it allows, uh, it, it creates tools by which you, you can get, uh, you know, yields and, uh, you know, uh, principal speculation in DeFi to get uh, much more efficient. And I think we can sort of cross apply this to lots of different ecosystems as well. That not just Terra, so like Ethereum and Binance Smart Chain, and uh, I think that's going to have massive opportunity. Yeah, and that's why I always love hearing you talk, though, because you always come out with these innovative ways to extract yield from uh, principal speculation. This kind of effort that you're making with Prism is definitely innovative for the industry, and you know it could inspire others to do the same. Uh, but really, it's it's providing a lot new opportunity for the users to earn yield and reduce risk. And that's something we do greatly appreciate here at Staking Rewards. So again, you guys can find more information about Terra and O at terra.money. The Twitter is at terra underscore money. And Do, your personal Twitter is at D-O-H-O-K-1. And of course, you guys can find more information at Staking Rewards, www.stakingrewards.com. You can find us basically on every social media at Staking Rewards. And again, this has been a episode of Staking Mondays brought to you by Staking Rewards, where we highlight and share specific knowledge from the staking industry from leaders within our community. Again, you can find us on Spotify. Just search Staking Rewards and you'll find all of our Staking Monday episodes. And Doe, do you have any final closing remarks here for us? Uh, let's see. Let, let's just do one question from the chat. Yes. Um, Okay. Oh, hey, Doe, where can I get one of those shirts? You can get it at lunaloot.com. I actually bought like 20 of these things. So I have like an anchor shirt, a mirror shirt, like Terra shirts, and uh, you know, they're pretty awesome and entirely from the community. So uh, please uh, help help them out with your business. And uh, you know, so we'll, we'll be having another AMA this month. So, so I'll see all of you there. Awesome. Pay attention, guys. Stay tuned for that AMA coming up and lunaloot.com. Go get your swag. Thanks so much, Doe. Thank you for joining. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.